Courtney. Hey, Sasha. How do ghosts greet each other on January 1st? I don't know. They wish each other a happy boo year! Hey! It's spoop hour! Happy New Year's Eve Eve to you, Courtney. Happy New Year's Eve Eve to you as well. Or the Festivus for the rest of us. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now is the time for the airing of grievances. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll do the feats of strength later. Right. Got our aluminum pole up. Um, we have that up year round, though. Yeah. All right, that's enough pop culture banter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me when to stop pop culture bantering, Sasha. I'll stop when I'm good and ready. Um, I am currently wearing... The appropriate outfit for the Festivus feats of strength. I was making Christmas cookie dough earlier, and I poured the egg whites into the batter and didn't think that they were very liquid. And then I turned on my stand mixer, and it exploded egg whites all over my cute festive dress. So I am currently wearing... Your Festivus dress. My Festivus dress. I'm currently wearing a skirt that my mom made for me when I was Little Red Riding Hood for Halloween. And a tank top. That. Yeah, that yeah. says Star Cats and has the cat's on it in the position of a new hopes like yeah release with cover cat cat skywalker yeah with the and lightsaber up. cat says leia and yeah. darth cat or huh i actually <laughs> just went and saw star wars and i saw it last night so, so spoiler good. alert i'm a porg the porgs are so cute i, know. I was very skeptical the first time i saw them in the trailer but I now too. i just want one <laughs> i was like i was like this is disney's cash grab because it's a cute thing and they didn't sell enough bb8 toys even though bb8 is super okay, cute bb8 BB really is, is my <laughs> and god and also those those crystal foxes oh i oh, love the crystal foxes so jingle 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 but then i learned that the porgs were in fact the puffins on this island and they right. were protected so they it was easier to slap something over them than to edit them out and, and it was perfect. I'm so glad. It was like they, the right amount they, of comedic. Yeah, like, all they did relief, was yell. Right. And I feel that hard. And I'm currently trying to convince my significant other to go as a couple's costume where he's Chewbacca and I'm a porg. There's already people doing Disney bounds um, oh. of porgs. So wow. like dressed in the color scheme going to Disney parks. Dang. And I kind of want to do that when I go to Disney in March. I'm really excited. All right. And it was also. Well, I guess winter's upon us. It doesn't feel like winter where we are. Winter is here. No, today um, is very warm, and my head exploded. It's it's warm, and it's wet, and so I just feel gross. gross. Just terrible. Warm right? and wet is a gross way to describe um, but anything. But tomorrow the temperature's supposed to drop again. They said <laughs> that Christmas will feel cold, good. so that's good, that's I guess. We're currently recording this the 23rd. Yeah. That's why we're talking about Christmas. Right. We hope that you all, if you celebrate Christmas, had a wonderful Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, we hope you all enjoyed your day off. Yep. The other day was solstice, and so I looked a little bit into some solstice stuff, and, you know, most of it is very, you know, straightforward, you know, looking at the science of solstice. Um, And the science of it is on December 21st, historically, it's 
the shortest day of the year right. where you get the least amount of daylight and the most amount of nighttime before it starts turning back around. Right, and it's really for the northern hemisphere right. is the winter solstice, right? Um, but ancient cultures, um, so I don't know if this is necessarily spoopy, but more just historic, um, Fun. saw this as uh, kind of the birth and death. So death and rebirth, right? It would, you know, have this, obviously winter is like a threat of starvation for, you know, because everything non-modernized cultures with, you know, heavy (laughs) trade and, you know, fruits from anywhere. Um, But they, different cultures would have different like ceremonies for it. So we've Mm -hmm. got like people burning Yule logs as like a means of welcoming back, Mm -hmm. um, like the light or slaughtering people, not people. What am I saying? (laughs) Slaughtering animals. If you slaughter people, (laughs) then you can eat the people and then you have fewer mouths to feed. Um, So win-win. Right. Slaughtering animals to, and celebrate with like the last of the fresh meat they're going to have all winter. Mm. Right. And all of that. Then they're also say that like, they say that winter solstice or like December 21st marks the day of discovery of new and strange lands because Ooh. the pilgrims arrived at Plymouth on December 21st, 1620. Yeah, and that they discovered the land where that people had people been living been for there, thousands right? of years. Um, and then in 1898, Pierre and Marie Curie discovered radium, hey! which ushered in the atomic age. And, and it wouldn't kill both of them because one of them was hit by a horse and carriage. Right. I believe it was Pierre. Yeah, I think Marie Curie died of died radiation, of radiation poisoning. poisoning. Yes, but um, Pierre died probably before the radiation poisoning got to him by getting hit by what was the equivalent of a car. Right? <laughs> Whoops. If you had to choose, if I'd had, rather yeah. do that. Yeah. I would rather get hit by something than die of radiation poisoning. Yeah. Um, and then December 21st, 1968, the Apollo 8 spa- spacecraft launched, and it was the first manned moon mission. Ooh. So, yeah, so they planned it, you know, winter solstice. Like, going and discovering things. Discovering um, the winter in space. And then, you know, other cultures, you know, celebrate Saturnalia. Um, and then some traditions also say that dark spirits walk <gasps> the earth on winter solstice, which I was like, this is the quality content I am here for. This is the spoop um, I wanted. The Iranian festival of Yalda is celebrated on the longest night of each year, which is our solstice. Oh. In pre-Islamic time, it heralded the birth of Mithra, the ancient sun god, and his triumph over darkness. Hmm. Zoroastrian lore holds that evil spirits wander the earth and forces and the forces of the dis- destructive spirit um, Ar- Ariman is the strongest on this long night. Uh-oh. Um, people are encouraged to stay up most of the night in the company of one another, eating, talking, and sharing poetry and stories in order to avoid any brushes with dark entities. It depends on how dark your poetry gets, though. Right. But like maybe if, just, like, if you stay together and no yeah. one goes outside. You know? And you all just sit in a circle facing the walls. Right. In the just, center of just, the room, holding knives. Just don't worry knives. about it, right? <laughs> um, beliefs of the presence of evil on the longest night are also echoed in uh, Celtic and Germanic folklore. Oh. So looking at, you know, night and darkness, like, of course naturally on the darkest night of yeah. the year you'd have all this stuff um and then of course tbt hashtag whatever <laughs> december 21st 2012 oh we were gonna die was the day that we were supposed to all die <sighs> but we didn't so that was good they were just like four years off yeah so shout out to winter solstice <laughs> shout out to the mayans for trying their best for trying yep yeah, you, you're doing great sweeties <laughs> yeah you did okay sweetie <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna give them that much credit rude what is your shout out to this week do you have anything exciting besides porgs? I mean porgs. And Christmas cookies. And Christmas cookies. I've yeah. made a several lot of, already, yeah. and I have the dough for five dozen sugar cookies in the refrigerator currently. Woohoo! Right? And it's going to be a party at my house. <laughs> and um, I guess I'm just going to plug horror shots again, because yeah. Casey's still a good dude, and it's still spookier than our podcast, so yeah. if you so ever if you, want to be legitimately yeah. scared... Go over to that. And then when you need to be brought back up come, with some laughs, come, come talk back to, to us. us. In fact, we're going to do something special today 
and we're going to put at the end of this episode our first attempt at our joke. And I know we mention a lot that it takes us a couple of times to do the joke, which it probably shouldn't because it's a very simple joke. Right. But you'll get to hear that content <laughs> at the end of this episode. And that's the content you came here for. Hold on to your hats. And butts. <laughs> and butts. And Just... butts. Oh, I did want to shout oh, out. So please. our CEO of the nonprofit I work for got us all yeah. a little trinket thing. And I meant to talk about it last week and completely space on our Christmas mm. spoof. But apparently in Italian culture, it's very common to wear this. Essentially, it's a necklace with a pepper on it. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the like ristra peppers where it's kind of a curvy yeah, pepper. Yeah. And so he got us all that as a necklace because he told us about it. And so I was Googling it because I wanted to know what to call it to remind people of why he was giving it to us. And I discovered that they started wearing it because it was believed that it warded off the evil eye. Woo! So it's like he knew that I was going to be warding off the evil eye because I keep inviting ghosts into my life exactly. and they don't show up. And he's like, here's a pepper to ward off the evil eye that's probably coming to you because you keep inviting spirits into your house. I think the ghost of Carrie Fisher was hanging out with me today when I went to see Star Wars because yeah. I felt very, like, comforted Aww. whenever she's on screen. I was like, oh, So that's one ghost we don't I have to I cried a couple of times when she was on the screen. I managed to keep it together, which was I did good. not. I'm, I'm sure if I watch it again in a more emotionally vulnerable time, I'll be like, <laughs> Carrie! <laughs> Our queen! Please! Give um, us strength! As she does. Every day. Every um, I also want to give a shout-out to your mother. Yay! Um, because Courtney's mom sent us a custom spoop hour pillow and it's the cutest thing. It's, she made our lovely logo is now on a pillow, it's which is so everything cute. I could have ever Check wanted. Check it out on our Twitter at and, Spoop Hour. We and post- on our Instagram at Spoop Hour. Yeah, she, we posted photos. It's yeah. really cute. I'd also... Oh, oh so. your mom is amazing. She's a great lady. <laughs> Speaking of amazing people, I'd like to shout out Mark Ruffalo because we did the Pay It Forward oh, yeah. Challenge and somebody has bought themselves something from Starbucks with our $10 Starbucks gift card that Which we got. Great. Yay! So yay! Hope you enjoyed because we're always snacking on Starbucks, so we it's only are. fair that we share. And speaking of snacking on Starbucks, crinkle, 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 here's a snack <gasps> for you. A snack? You don't know what it is yet. Is it a porg? It's not a porg. Thank they don't God. sell porgs yet. Yes. That was... Oh, no, spoilers. Spoilers. No, no sorry. Spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. What did you get? What did I get you? <gasps> it's a moose! He's so cute! Isn't it cute? It's Hello. a chocolate cookie with a moose on it. It's so cute. We should take a picture and we post should. it on our Instagram and Twitters. We should, actually. Yeah, who's going to take this photo? Uh, I'll take it. Okay, because my phone's plugged in, because it was very low on battery. All right. Yay! So cheers with our chocolate moose cookies. Ting! Ting! Okay. I was going to say we should make them kiss, but you're already eating yours. Ooh. Is it good? That is a tasty cookie. Mmm. So it's gingerbread. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 The gingerbread moosey. I'm so excited. A ginger moose. A ginger moose. Would be better if it were a ginger pork. Aw. But then you'd feel really weird about eating it. Wouldn't you feel conflicted about eating it? It's so cute. I would. It is yeah. very cute. And it is me. Yeah. I'd feel weird about eating myself. Right. But you know who probably wouldn't feel weird about eating a pork? Scrooge. 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 Yeah, so... I don't know why week... my knee-jerk reaction was to say Homer Simpson. <laughs> I think it was because when he turns into a donut, he eats himself. Oh, right, 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 yeah. yeah. In that one episode, that Treehouse of Horror episode. Yes. When he sells his soul to the devil. Yes. Um, good episode. Yep. So, as we were recording our episode last week for Christmas, I don't know, I was thinking, like, there's gotta be other, like, Christmas ghost stories. Probably. And obviously, Gryla is our queen now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm witchy child eater shout out um, to the smithsonian magazine for doing a profile on my home girl gryla right also check out our twitter we've retweeted that tweet mm-hmm. um but scrooge 
somehow it didn't come up, which and is weird because the three ghosts, like that yeah. is a spooky Christmas story. It really is. Um, and so I saw a bunch of tweets this week that were like, can't believe it takes rich people being met with like three ghosts <laughs> to change their way. <laughs> to and think about like, the poor people as right? people. Um, so it's, it's bananas. I did see a thing on Tumblr that was talking about how like, if they could have any superpower, this person would want the ability to dream walk because say there's a really bad, powerful, rich man who just really gets off on screwing the poor and being terrible. And you'd never know from the outside and he couldn't conclusively prove it, but you could fuck with his dreams and you'd be the ghost of Christmas. Fuck you. And I'm like, I have nightmares literally constantly. I had like three nightmares this week. Jesus. Yeah. I have a lot of nightmares. It's fine. I'd be an excellent ghost of Christmas. Fuck you for that very reason. I have a lot of nightmare experience. Yeah. Sign me up. Right. That'd be crazy. Let's go. And so while I was looking into our ghosties, right, ghost of Christmas past, ghost of Christmas present, ghost of Christmas yet to come, I just Sometimes called the ghost of Christmas future. Or the Christmas yet to... <laughs> oh, gross! <laughs> Sasha just humped at me, everyone. It was very icky. It was icky. I'm sorry. I feel uncomfortable. Um, but I was looking into Charles Dickens's like, you know, literature and whatever. Mm-hmm. His original sort of telling of the Ebenezer Scrooge story was mm-hmm. actually in a shorter piece in the Pickwick Papers, which mm. was, like, I think his first novel. Yeah. And there was a story called The Story of the Goblins Who Stole a Sexton. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Charles Dickens, tell me about these goblins. So the story <laughs> revolves around Gabriel Grubb, a surly, ill-humored sexton who is wont to, j- want to drink gin from an old wicker bottle that he keeps in his waistcoat pocket. It is Christmas Eve when Gabriel's on his way to the churchyard to dig a grave. On his way, <laughs> like you do on Christmas Eve, right? On his way to his chagrin, Gabriel sees Christmas cheer and domestic bliss everywhere he turns. Boo! Indeed, on account of a lone boy rehearsing a Christmas song while on his way to the party, the cheer emanates from even from Coffin Lane, a gloomy part of town, which is a particular fi- favorite of Gabriel. So even the Christmas spirit came to Gloom Doom, Gloom Doom Town, whatever. <laughs> Gloom, <laughs> Gloom Doom. Isn't that a Disney Channel movie, Gloomed in Town? Probably. Um, begrudging the boy his portion of Christmas cheer, Gabriel beats the boy with his lantern, oh causing the God. boy to sing a different tune thereafter. That escalated very quickly. I know. This guy is not a good guy. I'll change your tune. By and by, Gabriel arrives at the churchyard and begins to dig a grave, despite the difficulty posed by the soil, which is hardened due to the cold. After an hour satisfied with his work, Gabriel stops to drink from his old wicker bottle when he hears an alien voice. Gabriel dismisses it as an echo of his own voice, but when the voice registers again, it is when he sees a goblin sitting on top of a tombstone. The goblin is not alone, as there is a chorus of goblin voices interacting with the king goblin himself. They are about to steal a sexton. Right? By and by, the chorus of goblin voices materializes as goblins performing leapfrog. (laughs) Suddenly, the king goblin leaps at Gabriel, grabs him, pulls him down to a subterranean lair. (laughs) There, the goblins make Gabriel drink a cup of hot liquid fire. And then, (laughs) following the lead of the king goblin, they take turns kicking Gabriel's shoulder. Of all places. Not even in the dick? Just just his shoulder. Just his shoulder? Presently, the king goblin... That's a real kick in the dick. (laughs) Kick in the shoulder. (laughs) Real kick in the shoulder. (laughs) Uh, Presently, the king goblin directs Gabriel's attention to tableaus of the world above that Gabriel had always held in scorn, the lives of everyday people who, despite their penury and sufferings, harbor and espouse nothing but good cheer and goodwill. Gabriel begins to understand the error of his ways. Gabriel wakes the next day, only to find himself lying in the churchyard. There are no signs of the goblins. For a moment, Gabriel thinks it was all a hallucination. But then the pain in his shoulder persuades him otherwise. <laughs> Not his dick. He is a reformed man, but knowing that no one would believe him, Gabriel banishes himself from the town. 
Townspeople are puzzled by Gabriel Grubb's disappearance. They explain it with the story that Gabriel had been abducted by goblins. I mean, if that would be my first guess. However, if you suddenly disappeared, I'd be like, oh, those oh yeah, damn goblins, goblins. Right? However, to their disappointment, oh. ten years after his disappearance, Gabriel returns to the town and tells the story. Because someone needs to know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> ten years after you've disappeared, the people who live in the town, one, still care about you and your dickish ways, and two, they'll definitely believe you now where they wouldn't after it happened. Right, so the townspeople grudgingly accept Gabriel's version. So What happened to the person who was going to go in the grave that he was digging? Who knows? Did somebody else have to dig that grave? Probably. Answer my question, Charles yeah. Dickens. So, if you thought A Christmas Carol was spooky... <laughs> the original the version original was The original version was just fucking weird. Weird. <laughs> so, Christmas Goblin. We need to do an episode where we just look at, like, Victorian horror. Please. Yeah. I love Victorian horror. Yeah. I took a whole class on the 19th century crime novel... Which was about as awesome as it sounds. It, it does sound awesome. It was incredible. And I have, it's one of the classes where I kept almost all of the books we read, except for fucking Caleb Williams, which I don't want to get into because it'll super bum out our, like, New Year retrospective and New Year episode. <laughs> but when we get to the Victorian horror, I'm going to have a lot of things to say about Caleb Williams by, oh shit, what's his name? I think it's like William Harper or something oh, like that. Yeah. It's Caleb Williams by William something. Cool. Which is confusing because it's two man names yeah. and they both have William in them. But that's fine. You know what also has William in his name is our composer. His name is William Rankin. Um, giving him another shout out for his awesome Christmas song. Yeah, boy! Is uh, this our last episode with the Christmas song? It will be until next year. Oh, man. I know. He's got to make us some more versions now, don't you, Will? Not even for our January 2nd episode? <laughs> I mean, it could be. Okay. I'm in charge of, you know. That's true. We could 12, do it. Twelfth night isn't until January. That's true. 6th. And as we learned with Gryla, you're mm-hmm. not safe until January sixth. Exactly. Like she could still eat you before then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've talked about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our next big holiday, New, New Year's. Year's. And this is a big holiday for a lot of places in the world, whether they celebrate it on January first or at a different time of year if they're on the lunar calendar or whatever. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do an episode where we talked about like the spookier aspects of New Year's because unsurprisingly, there's a lot of spooky pagan shit associated mm-hmm. with this holiday. And then there's also a lot tied to luck mm-hmm. and whether or not you're gonna have a good year following. You don't want to <laughs> fuck that up. And in fact, I titled my notes. For this episode, because 2016 and 2017 were rough years, guys. Mm-hmm. I titled this, Let's Have a Better New Year, Shall We? Mm-hmm. All in caps, with four question marks. So, let's just, let's just have a better one, okay, guys? Like, okay. let's do better. So, you ready to hear about this? I am. All right. So, the earliest recorded New Year's celebration was in Mesopotamia 4,000 years ago. And if you don't know, uh, Mesopotamia was in the Fertile Crescent in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first footholds of civilization that was documented because they had their ancient writing of cuneiform. Anyway, that was fifth grade history coming out to play. <laughs> Thanks, Mrs. Erickson. So, the Babylonians in Mesopotamia celebrated Akitu, which was the first new moon after the vernal equinox. So that was their new year. It was derived from the Sumerian word for barley, which was traditionally cut in the spring. And Akitu was an 11-day festival where statues of gods would be paraded through the city and different rites were performed to celebrate the victory of the gods over the forces of chaos. Specifically, Marduk, who in my notes I refer to as the head bitch in charge, defeats his female rival to create the heavens and earth out of her carcass. Which is pretty weird and spooky, but that you didn't... Is, yeah. We were made out of a dead body. Nice! Cool, right? Love it. Not a good enough use of the word carcass. <laughs> so the Babylonians believed that by doing these rites and parading through the city, it would cleanse the world to prepare for the coming of spring. Okay. 
So what kind of rites did they perform? Wants to celebrate Marduk, the supreme god. And just a fun fact about Marduk, it doesn't have anything to do with New Year's. I just liked this detail. He had a pet snake dragon. Nice. Which is pretty legit. Yeah, snake. Snake dragon. And he had a son named Nabu, who was also celebrated this time of year. Which is also a place in the Star Wars canon. (laughs) Spoilers. Oh, it's but it's not N-A-B-O-O, it's N-A-B-U. I know, but <laughs> it sounds the same. <laughs> I mean, Jeddah is a place both in the real world and in the Star Wars canon. I watched Rogue One earlier today. So good. Mm. Call me Diego Luna. So, fun fact, Marduk was usually called Bell because Marduk was too holy to say out loud. So sort of like the opposite of Voldemort, where instead of like not saying it because he was so bad, you couldn't say Marduk out loud because it was so holy. Um... So people called him Bell. Okay. On the first day of the festival, the high priest says, let's kick it, and announces that the new year has begun. So the king then goes on a road trip to different temples around the region, and the high priest will recite the creation epic of how Marduk defeated his rival and built the world. And during this time, the people, the common people, will sing songs, and (laughs) these are some of the songs they would sing. There was a song to Ishtar, the goddess of sexuality and love. (laughs) A song sassing Marduk's father, calling him a gutter god. I don't know why they don't like Marduk's father, but that's what it said, so I'm going with it. And they would sing a hymn in which the gods were asked why they weren't in their temples, and the gods would actually respond in the song. Hmm. Again, I couldn't find the answer to that, but those were just some of the songs they would sing. (laughs) So after all of this singing and celebrating, there's a couple days of standard ritualistic sacrifice. Standard. Standard. It's standard ritualistic sacrifice. Is it even a festival if you don't sacrifice something or someone? Right. Does it even count? I don't think it does. I don't (laughs) think it does. So there is an alternate theory to how this festival went down, because of course there is, Mm -hmm. because it's from 4,000 years ago. According to one of the sources that I came across, the king is stripped down to next to nothing and is then slapped around by the high priest. Nice. And the high priest will pull his ears and everything in an effort to get the king to cry. And once the king starts crying, the priest will stop, because the goal was to make the king cry to affirm his power and affirm that he has divine authority. So male tears are actually powerful. (laughs) Yes, which is why we should drink them at every opportunity. Ladies, it's the beauty regime that has changed my life. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me where I get all the male tears. So Kick him in the shoulder! Just kick him in the shoulder. Don't kick him in the dick. Kick him in the shoulder. You want them good shoulder tears. So yeah, he cries and everybody's happy. The common folk were also expected to suck up to gods by paying off their debts and their balances and returning borrowed farm stuff. So um, this is believed to be the root of our modern resolutions. You swear I'm going to do better in the new year is the equivalent of paying off your debts and giving back your buddy's hoe. Nice. I don't know why I chose hoe of all the farm equipment. (laughs) It's not his cheap lady. (laughs) So actually I should resolve to give you... Sylvia Plath's uh, bell jar back in the new year. Oh, also, my significant other wants to know if you have watched Cowboy Bebop yet. Oh, I have not, but it's okay. Okay. You can take it back. No, he was was just (laughs) curious, and he's like, I hope she hasn't lost it. I'm like, oh, no, she won't have lost it. I just don't know that she will have watched it yet. It's it's right there. (laughs) Okay, I'll let her know. (laughs) Thank you. So after the Mesopotamians, the next, like, new year celebration Mm -hmm. that we kind of know anything about, because it was so long ago and a lot of people didn't write shit Mm -hmm. down, we have the Romans. So Caesar is the one who set up January 1st as the start of the year to holla at Janus, who is the two-faced uh, Roman god of doors. What? What? He's kind of- Door sniffer! <gasps> it's coming full circle. We cracked it open. You heard it here first. Janus is door sniffer. 
<laughs> he sniffs with both of his faces. So Romans would celebrate by, want to guess, sacrificing things oh. to Janus, and they would also exchange <laughs> gifts of honey and figs with one another, which is pretty good. I was thinking they were going to do something else, but it's okay. I because, mean, I'm sure they did that, too. Yeah, because they're known for that. Yes. Yes. I'm sure they did that year-round. I don't that's think they just saved it for New Year. <laughs> and that's probably why this doesn't mention it, because they were just doing it all, all the, the time. time. So, in modern times, Italians will celebrate the New Year with lentils, rather than figs and honey. Okay. And they will wear red underwear for good luck in the coming year. So, speaking of lucky undies. I was going to say, that's red underwear. Yes. Where does the yellow underwear come into play? So, Sasha's a great person because earlier this week while I was doing the research for this episode, I texted her, do you have yellow underwear? And And I was confused. what is your underwear size? I was very confused. Yep. And... I thought maybe, like, I had left a pair of underwear in the dryer and she was just, like, trying to confirm who it belonged to. Who these yellow underwear are. No. And, in fact, she responded... No, I don't have yellow underwear. Why? And I said, don't worry about it. Also, what's your underwear size? And I worried about it for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And then she sent me your size and she goes, no, really, why? And I told her. So basically, in Brazil, people will color code their underwear for what they want to come to them in the new year. So they'll wear red underwear if they're looking for love. They'll wear blue and green for good health and well-being. Mm. They'll wear white for tranquility and peace. And the reason why I asked about your underwear... They wear yellow for wealth and success. Uh-huh. And this was at the point in my research where, no joke, I went on like a two-hour trawl of Amazon to find some yellow underwear because it is not a very common underwear no, color. It's not. So we ended up, we now, all three of us, because we need wealth to, and success in the coming year, we now own matching Batman pajamas, Batman pajamas, Batman undies with a giant yellow bat on the butt, which yep. is hopefully enough. Yellow underwear. It's, it's a lot of yellow. It's a lot of yellow. Yeah. It's, it's the and dominant even the, color. The waistband has like Batman and like other yellow things. Yeah, like on, comic, yeah, strip comic style yeah. things. So I think that's enough yellow. Yeah, so that's why I asked you about if you had yellow underwear. Now, now I do. Listeners, if you have different goals for the new year, again, red for love, blue and green for good health, white for peace, and then yellow for wealth. So pick your color. And also, just a fun fact, we kiss at midnight so that the person that we kiss will still be affectionate towards us in the new year. So it's not just starting your year off right by, like, kissing. It's also, like, otherwise they might stop liking you for the rest of the year. That's wild. That is. There's a lot of wild shit that we do that has bizarre... Uh, bizarre origins. For example, in Cuba, Colombia, and Puerto Rico, families will stuff a life-size male doll with memories of the previous year and dress him in their clothing. What do you think they do to him? I'm scared to find out. At midnight, they set him on fire! No! (laughs) (laughs) And so the idea is that, like, it's not like cleaning out all of your memories, it's just like getting rid of the old year so the new year can come in. Okay. But they do that by setting fire to a life-size yeah, male doll. I was going to say, the concept resonates with me and <laughs> Japanese New Year, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but the burning things does not. <laughs> the fire is cleansing. The cleansing fire. We, cl- we believe in the cleansing power of fire on this podcast. So in Egypt, Egypt, and Egypt, Egypt is what I just said. Egypt, Egypt. I have a podcast because I can talk yeah. real good. You heard me like... But they did it because lot. I'm gonna edit You're all gonna of that. You're gonna edit out. all the stuttering out. But I'm gonna leave in my ancient Egypt because Please I'm do. self-deprecating. Yeah. So in ancient Egypt, during the reign of Hatshepsut, who is my girl from girl. the fifth grade, she's my girl because she was the first and probably only female pharaoh. Basically, hmm. she was married to the pharaoh. He died unexpectedly, and they were discussing what to do. 
And she then said, oh, I had a dream last night in which Ra, our supreme sun god, came to me and said I should be pharaoh. So I'm going to do that. And everybody's like, all right, cool. And so she would wear a fake gold beard and like she was, she was pharaoh for a long time. So during her reign as pharaoh, there was a festival of drunkenness as part of Wepet Renpet, which is the opening of the year. Mm -hmm. So the festival of drunkenness celebrated the victory of the god Seth, who saved humanity by... Getting the goddess Sekhmet drunk. Hmm. Which just goes to show you, folks, booze is always the answer. Mm. At least during the festival of drunkenness it is. <laughs> Great times. And then in the Middle Ages, because nothing fun could happen in the Middle Ages, celebrating Never. the New Year was considered pagan, and so it was banned. You'd get in trouble if you were caught celebrating the New Year. They can go fuck right off. They can. They did a lot of crazy shit back then. It was not a good time. So... Are you ready to play a game? I am ready to play a game. All right. Let's ask you in some good luck. We're going to play a game called Good Luck or Bad Luck. All right. I'm going to read you a list of things, and you're going to tell me that if you do them on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, if they're bad luck. Okay. So we're going to start with sweeping, dusting, and cleaning. Good luck or bad luck? Good luck if you do it on the 31st. Bad luck if you do it on the 1st. It is bad luck both, both days. days. Yeah. Oh, okay. So not all of these will be the same. Yeah. On, yeah. And, just, just for and different places. Yes. Right? Okay. So, bad luck. It is considered an ominous act that can sweep out all your good luck for the year if you do it on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Okay. Even taking the trash out is considered bad luck because the idea is if anything leaves your house, your mm -hmm. luck is going to go with it. Okay. So when you're hungover on New Year's Day and you don't want to go anywhere, listen to that impulse because that's, that's how your luck runs away. Paying off bills on New Year's Eve. Uh... Good luck. Yep. Starting the year off with your household owing money is allegedly bad luck. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Paying off bills on New Year's Day. Bad luck. Yep. If you pay up on New Year's Day, it ensures that you'll be shelling out money the rest of the year. So it sets the tone. Mm -hmm. Working a small amount on New Year's Day. Good luck. Yep. Mm -hmm. Accomplishing a small task guarantees your success at work for the rest of the year. Nice. Working a lot on New Year's Day. Bad luck. Yep. Engaging in a serious project on January 1st is incredibly unlucky. Eating chicken or turkey on New Year's Day. Uh, bad luck. Yes. Oh, nice. So, you, you would not guess why, so I'm not going to ask okay, you Okay, I won't. <laughs> um, since chickens and turkeys scratch backward in the dirt, uh -huh. it will put you behind in your financial uh -huh. goals and make you poor because you're going to have to be doing chicken scratch to make ends meet. Uh -huh. But eating pork is a safer bet as pigs move forward when they walk and as they eat. Cows stand still, so beef is neutral. <laughs> yeah, this is this is all I, stuff that I found at multiple sources. I've seen cows walk. No, they only stand still. <laughs> I, my family owned cows. Yeah, and I'm sure you've also seen chickens and turkeys walk forward. But guess what? They're bad luck. Don't <laughs> At least not on New Year's Day. <laughs> So, next one. Doing laundry on New Year's Day. Uh, bad luck. Yep. At best, this is going to wash away all your good luck for the year. Okay. Do you want to guess what it'll mean at worst? Uh, no. You tell me. <laughs> it's going to wash away one of your family members from this mortal oh, coil. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, if, no! you do, if you do laundry on New Year's Day, it could kill someone in your family. Shit. Right? I was like, oh my god, that escalated quickly. That's terrible. It's not great. No. Making loud noises at midnight. Uh, good luck. Yes, this is thought to scare away demons, and that's why we also ring bells at weddings. Is that why we have, like, those fucking noisemakers? Yes. And yeah, things. we make the noise at midnight to scare <laughs> off any demons who are around. That's why we sound our air horns. 
Or, or like people launch fireworks. Yeah. And, ah, Scaring demons. Hitting pans. Mm-hmm. Ringing church bells. Yeah, yeah. All of it. Because we did that, yeah, we did that a lot at like friends' houses and stuff in high school. Mm-hmm. The hitting pans. Parents would usher us outside and was yep. like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And we'd set off fireworks it's and it'd be great. It's the scare demons. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, and some, depending on your culture, mm-hmm. you can also hang a lemon in the door for the same outcome. So just cool. scaring off demons. I don't nice. know why demons don't like lemons, yeah. but they don't. Hmm. They're not big on sour things, I guess. Opening all the doors at midnight. What? <laughs> all of your doors. All the doors that lead to the outside. Opening them up. Bad luck. Nope. No good Unlike luck. everything else that washes your good luck away, this is good yeah. luck because this lets the old year out so oh, the new year can come uh. in. But, but then that's weird because like you're not supposed I, to sweep. I know. I know. You didn't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I am not. You're the messenger. I am just the New Year's messenger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so your this is the, our last good okay. luck, bad luck. The first visitor of the new year is tall, dark, and handsome. Good luck or bad good luck. Good luck. Yeah. So this is called the first footer in uh, Scotland and other places in the UK. So if the first footer is a tall, dark, handsome dude, you can count on a year of good luck. If the first footer is blonde, a redhead, or God forbid, a woman, you're pretty much screwed. So what you're saying is that January, like at like midnight, we're going to kick your boyfriend out yep. and then let him back in. Yes. Okay. And in fact, a lot of the websites that I visited while I was researching for this episode said that shrewd homemakers may station a dark haired man outside right before midnight so he can knock and come in. And he has to knock and come in. He can't use a key. Because oh. if he uses a key, that's bad luck. But if he knocks and then is let in, it's good luck. And then no one is allowed to leave before the first footer does. And he has to leave out of a different door than he came in. Well, that's really hard for us because we only have one way in. I one know. Way out. Everybody else is just going to have to go we're out just, one of the windows. I was going to say, we're going to have to open up our kitchen window. Kitchen Climb window. out through the sink, suckers! <laughs> also, yeah, even if he's tall, dark, and handsome, if he has a unibrow or flat feet, it's bad luck fascinating and if he he's supposed to bring small gifts and this can be like as simple as he brought a tiny piece of chocolate he brought some mint he brought you know a okay. nickel for everyone so what you're saying we have to set set him up for success yes, for the rest of us exactly okay. but my significant other has already said no i'm not doing that so we might be fucked but we're gonna be wearing our yellow underwear so i'm gonna fight him i mean I've tried. If I have to, what was it? Get get him drunk like that one guy. <laughs> get him drunk like Sekhmet. <laughs> like just, Sekhmet and drag and him out. Shove him outside. And make him come back in. He has to knock on the door to come back in. I we'll mean. just tie a rope around his waist when we push him out because we can't go out. Oh, right. Because So I'll push him out the door. Yeah, and then we'll just like yank him back in. Exactly. We'll like knock with his hand. So we'll do See, two See, this two is ropes. a foolproof plan. Yeah, and the good news is he does not listen to this podcast. Exactly. So, so he'll never know. know. <laughs> he was like, do you talk shit about me on your podcast? And yes. I'm like, you wouldn't know if I did, would you? We do. It's basically <laughs> the talking shit about my significant other hour. He doesn't know. He'll never know. <laughs> I swear to God, if one of you fuckers tell him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead and tell him. He knows. It's fine. But yeah, so he did not want to participate and be our first footer. But it, spoiler alert, it's not up to him. It's not up to him. So those are some great New Year's traditions. Yeah, a um, lot of our a lot of our New Year's traditions have really weird, weird origins. origins, right? Like I always just assume you cheer because it's like, yay, we made it up till midnight, and that's why you set off the noisemakers and stuff as a celebration. But no, right. it's because demons. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. So my family is Japanese. What? What? Didn't know that. No. Is this news to you? Yes. Yeah. How long have I known you? <laughs> so. Hanako. <laughs> um. Right. So um. I always try to split my New Year's between 
socializing with friends, buddies mm-hmm. like yourself, and also doing all of the important like New Year's Eve things on Omisoka mm. um, with my family. And there are a couple of interesting origins and like superstitions mm-hmm. whatnot that go along with it. And I think I've always take it as like Japanese people are more cognizant of superstitions than Westerners are yeah. for the most part. I mean, we talk about like Friday the 13th and, you know, black cats and mm-hmm. stepping on cracks and walking under ladders. Yeah. But there are a lot of like superstitions in this list of Japanese superstitions that I saw where like I actively do avoid a bunch of those things. <laughs> and I think it's from, you know, being raised by my ghost, you know, spotting mother. Yeah. Um, but one of the things it's like kind of important about omisoka is, which is interesting. Your your thing was talking about house cleaning. Mm-hmm. In Japan, it is good to clean out your house oh, no. on New Year's Eve as part of their tradition, mm-hmm. or like in the days leading up. Yeah. You want to make sure that you've got this your clean um, and repay debts, right? Yeah. Um, you want to draw out the evil spirits, and you also want to get together with people. That makes sense. And then when you get together, you mm-hmm. have a bowl of toshikoshi soba, which my mom was, like, stressing to me this year. She's like, you're coming over for toshikoshi soba, right? And I'm like, yes, I am. Which is based on this belief that if you eat long noodles, oh. then you are crossing over from one year to the next. China has that as well, but mm-hmm. you eat it on your birthday. And I believe it's called uh, shomien in okay. China. Okay. Yeah, that that would make sense yeah. a lot. But different... Places have different toppings, yeah. and you also eat it with, well, hold on. So, like, different places have different toppings, right? Yeah. Um, so it doesn't, it's really up to, like, each family for what mm. they put on. So we always make, like, an Okinawan-type uh, toshikoshi soba, but you don't want to leave any leftovers, because if you leave any leftover noodles, it's bad luck. You of have course. to eat all of it. And I always eat all of my <laughs> some because... Like a champ, because you love noodles. I love noodles. Question. Yes. Do the different toppings mean different things? Like, if you have, like, um, pickled plum on it, it so means wisdom. there is a thing called osechi, uh-huh. which is this giant, um, like, kind of... It looks like obento boxes, mm-hmm. but even fancier. Oh. And each one of those has different meanings, and... different Japanese restaurants in this area, you can order ahead and they'll make osechi for you. I think I posted them on my Twitter last year um, Mm. when we had osechi. But this year we're doing all of our favorite foods as osechi instead of, like, ordering out. That'll Um, be fun. And so there's different things, like the mochi stacks Mm -hmm. that... Do you ever think that the iPhone will release an update that has an emoji for mochi? Or... An emochi. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your luck now? Where did I find the mochi? Oh, so, so one of the customs, uh, this um, mochi, it's like two big mochi stacks mm-hmm. with an orange, a tangerine on top, uh-huh. and it's supposed to mean like several generations, oh. and it's like, you know, this is a good luck thing to give to each other. I mean, you're getting a stack of mochi, so right? as far as I'm concerned, you've already got um, good luck. But then there's also, so the orange is the dai dai. Um, so generation to generation. So it's, it's symbolized for a wish for children in the new year or oh. wish for like good things for your children if you've got them already. Then there's datemaki, which is an omelet with fish paste or shrimp. Mm. And that one is for like auspiciousness and fashionability and like having like very like lofty, like, oh. you know, good, good times. Right. Um, then there's kamaboko, which is fish cake. Um, mm-hmm. And those are usually just to be decorative and festive because they come in different oh. colors. Then there's kazunoko, which is herring roe, which means, um, ch- like, children. children. Ugh, um, and that. I'm like, I never eat that. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> um, and then kombu, which is this type of seaweed, meaning joy. Kuromame, oh. which are black soybeans that um, mean health. Oh. Kohaku namasu, which is a red and white, like, pink and white dyed, well, Daikon is already white, but mm-hmm. you dyed pink. Oh, um, is that yeah. the one with like the swirls? And no, no, that's no. The, that's fish cake. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, but that one, they're 
they're pickled, and red and white is like a celebratory color. Oh. Um, then they have Thai, which is a type of fish, which is like for like kind of loftiness and like high flying, like okay. high pollute and whatever. Um, so like good things, right? Yeah. There's dried sardines that they serve as well um, mm-hmm. as symbolism for an abundant harvest. Oh. And then a type of soup with mochi in clear broth um, that we always eat as well called zoni and Every year there are people who die. On the oh, mochi. that's the one that does it? Cause <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's it's sticky and wet, and you have to swallow the soup while you're also eating the mochi, so our it kills Japanese, a lot of old people and young people. Our Japanese teacher at a high school told us about that, Yeah, where, like, it's one of, like, biggest days for old people dying, because if your jaws aren't strong enough mm-hmm. to chew through this, it gets stuck in your throat, and you choke and so die. So if you live through it, you live through the <laughs> I don't know. I made that. I up. mean, yeah. If that's not gonna kill you, nothing will. And then um, giant prawns um, oh. for a long life, or um, like symbolizing a wish for a long life. And, oh, okay. You know, good good things. You know, good health yeah. this year. And then there's nishikyo nishiki tamago, uh-huh. which is like an egg thing. Mm, um, but things. you cook the egg yolk and the egg white separately mm-hmm. to symbolize wealth and good fortune together which is which is cool it's like yeah. all the food has something there's also hatsuyume which is the first dream of the new year mm-hmm. and it's good luck if you dream about mount fuji a hawk and an eggplant which are three very weirdly specific things <laughs> um sure if you there's some saying some some sayings that because mount fuji is japan's highest mountain yeah and hawks are clever and strong and the word for eggplant which is nasu mm-hmm. suggests achieving something good so, like, oh, those are great things. Uh-huh. But usually whatever you dream of first on New Year's is what's going to come true. That's not great because, like I said, I have a lot, lot of, nightmares, of nightmares. Right? And so I hope you have really good dreams on New Year's. <laughs> um, I hope so. And then a couple other things that people do on New Year's in Japan, like ringing the bell, bell ringing. Um, that one, is that to scare away demons? Well, so they ring it for 108 times. Damn! Symboli- this is at Buddhist temples. Yeah. 108 times to symbolize the 108 human sins. Oh. Um, and you want to get rid of the 108 worldly desires. Mm. And so that's good luck, um, or I guess to, to help you get good luck, um, people send each other postcards and give each other money. They read poetry. Right. Um, yeah, there's just a bunch of different things. Next I, year is Year of the Dog. Oh, and so there's all these like, little dog goods everywhere oh. in Japan. And because Chinese New Year is later because it follows the lunar calendar, but mm-hmm. Japan is follows the Western calendar. And right. so all the year of the dog stuff is already out. Nice. Um, this year is going to be the year of the earth dog, Ooh. which, um, are we all just going to be very good boys this year? I, I think people who are, who are year of the dog, people are going to be very good boys this year. Okay. The dog is a symbol of loyalty and honesty. No. They possess the best traits of human nature. Apparently they're oh. honest and friendly and faithful, loyal, smart, straightforward, venerable, and have a strong sense of responsibility, but they can also be self-righteous, cold, terribly stubborn, stubborn, slippery, critical of others, slippery. or not good at social activities. I'm not sure what slippery means. I don't, yeah. In this context, I don't, Yeah, oh, you're so slippery. slippery. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do we know anyone who was born in 1982 or 1980 or 1994? Because those are really like the last. I think last... Marissa was born in 1994. Okay, yeah, well, she's young. Because those, yeah. So if you're born 1982, 94, 2006, you're a dog. If you were born in 2006, you probably should not be listening Maybe to this not. podcast um, because you are 11 years old, and I say a lot of f words. Right. Uh, also, 1970 and 1958. So the year of the rooster is coming to a close. This year is coming to an end. And is that why this year sucked cocks? <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite thing is when I make a terrible joke 
And you start out fake laughing, and then your fake laugh makes you real laugh. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. Aw. As a general. Aw, I'm glad. Thank you. It makes me laugh. Your bad jokes are one of my favorite things about you. Aw, good, because I say them a lot. (laughs) So, running, doing this podcast with you has been a great highlight of my 2017. Mine too. Yeah. Like, Like we said, 2017, bit of a rough year politically and sort of globally but we've talked about this we've actually had decent personal years yeah like again globally it was a clusterfuck and if I think about that it takes years off of my life but on a personal level yeah it was a it was a pretty good year oh Um, yeah by the way the other day highlight of my year I beat Ganon yeah (laughs) Sasha beat Calamity Ganon in Breath of the Wild and before you say she's just making it up she's not I watched it happen I'm really bad at video games. Courtney's been watching me, and I, I just finally was like, I'm going to do it. I remember the early days where you would panic and throw your sword at things. And then I would fall off a cliff, and I would yep. die. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was like watching a swan do ballet. And again, like, I'm so glad for your support through this. Like, I'm supporting you through the podcast, and you are supporting me in my bad video game playing. We, we literally, like, <laughs> um, there were a couple other people, including our other roommate, around when Sasha was beating Calamity Ganon, and we no joke gave her, like, a full-on round of applause. It was amazing. It I was felt... beautiful. <laughs> It felt so good. And that yeah. was, like, a really big highlight of my 2017. It was. You beat, you beat Calamity again, and I just beat A Link Between Worlds by beating a boss battle where I said, I don't think I can beat this boss battle. And then I fucking did it. Yeah, that's sort of my, my most of the boss battles in any Zelda game. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I can do this. And then I do it. And it happens. Yeah. So, while we're reminiscing yeah. about 2017, 2017 is the first year we have done our podcast. And yes. even though our year was only about four months long in terms of doing this podcast... <laughs> We wanted to do a little bit of a year in retrospective, mm-hmm. or four months in retrospective. Yeah. So, do you want to kick 16th, us off? We're, what, this is our seventh, uh, 16th episode. 16th, yep. yeah. Some of the things that I really enjoyed talking to you about mm-hmm. this year, um, Bunny Man. Obviously. I think first and foremost, Bunny classic. Man. Um, just classic, right? Uh, yeah. From our childhoods. Um, and then finding out everyone's, like, weird childhood things that, like, creeped them out. Because mm-hmm. I keep finding more and more every I, day. That, I thought like, of another one today that yeah. I had forgotten. Like, I saw Flatliners when I was way too young. Oh. And that fucked me up. There was, there was another video game, or a computer game that my brother mentioned the other day. And I, like, had, I think I just, like, blocked it out of my brain. And now, <laughs> and I blocked it out You've again, it again, right? And then there was a Simpsons episode on yesterday where, and again, I've blocked it out, but there was something like, creepy that happened, and I was mm. like, oh. Oh, no, God, not this. Not that. Oh, and then I also saw the, um, that cr- one Simpsons Christmas episode with the Furby, oh. the Funzo, yeah. or whatever, and he puts, he, like, murders the Krusty the Clown doll and sticks his head and Malibu Stacy's heads on the end of the mm-hmm. pencils and starts dancing with them, and I was like, I remember being deeply unsettled by this. Yes. Yeah, this and that's probably why you things. didn't like Furby. That's probably why I didn't like Furby. Also, the Friday the 13th episode, I thought, yeah. was a really fun one to do. I really loved our Cats episode, mm-hmm. uh, per Gatori. That was a really because, good pun. Yeah, I love I love Cats. I love that we did a bilingual pun right? about Cats, it's which so is most of my interests. Um, that's probably the best pun. Yeah. That might be the best episode title. Yeah, I think so. Because mm-hmm. I always try to do silly ones, as right. you guys know. If you've been listening to this podcast. Um, but if you like cats, definitely listen to give Purgatory a listen. If you don't like cats, there is a really funny story from our first ghost, Christy, mm-hmm. about the time that she got peed on. <laughs> Not by a cat, but by some other... By by another cute, cute thing animal. with a little button nose. I also, I really liked our Halloween episode, mm-hmm. our Halloweenies, because that features my favorite ghost story, arguably of all time, which is the one that happened to my very best friend, at her grandmother's old house, yeah. um, where we have the recording of the ghost telling her to be quiet. 
and they did not hear anything saying quiet when they were filming. It was only upon watching the video that they heard the quiet. So if you want to have the poop scared out of you, right? go ahead and go back and listen to that one. And then I guess like rediscovering or like letting our murder in small town heck episode resurface. Obviously the audio quality is not great. No, because it was literally on my cell phone as we watched a YouTube video on my old laptop. And... It's and that's not even this cell phone that you have either. Is no, it? no, it's like the was, old we, cell phone. We old recorded laptop. that in 2015, yeah. which was on my first smartphone. That's right, punks. I got a, my first smartphone in 2015 because yes. I'm a luddite, and I was really at a certain point I was just being contrary because everybody kept being like, "You should get a smartphone," and I was just like, "No," just to be a dick. But, but then now I got you're one. editing a podcast, and now I'm editing a podcast, and I have a cool. cell phone that can connect to the internet. And so, you run our Instagram account. I do. <laughs> Not very well, but I do it. <laughs> but listening to that was was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and I would like us to watch an episode of Murder in Small Town X mm-hmm. and record another episode at some point. because I think we should watch the entire series and then just do an episode on our thoughts about yeah, Murder in Small Town X. that show is crazy. I think given the rise of true crime, I yeah. think... America is ready for another Murder in Small Town X. I tried to tell my students about Murder in Small Town X, my 12th <laughs> graders, because um, I think even my 11th graders probably weren't born at that point. My, no, because uh, it was it was 2000, right, my, 2001. My 12th graders were born 10 years after me, so they were all born uh, in 2000, so they just barely existed yeah. on this planet. Their parents might have watched it, and they were genuinely at an age where they would not, would not remember. remember it, right? And so I was trying to explain this show to them, and they were all looking at me in horror, like, yeah, well, they staged murders on TV, Yeah, Mr. and then they brought like, in, like, randos to try and solve this murder? That can't be and then, real. And I told them about the kicker at the end, that the winner died on yeah, 9-11 on as a firefighter, and, and they were like... What? And that's is most this? of I think that's most of the reason why they didn't have a second season because right. I think it was a fairly successful show and I don't think it was the graphic yeah. nature of the show. I think it was because Angel the firefighter who won then and his died. It is name was Angel. And his name was Angel. <laughs> he died in September. Like, so, oh my god. Yeah, so like my kids can't believe that that like existed. And, I'm like not surprised. it was not a collective fever dream. You guys can find yeah. this on YouTube. I watched it and I can barely believe it existed. It, yeah. So so that was <laughs> reliving that was pretty fun yeah. for me. Um, Even recording that one, I had a really fun time recording that one with yeah. you. That was yeah, that was cuz I really enjoyed watching the old Taco Bell commercials. Yes. And, yeah. Again, it's probably not super fun to listen to because the audio quality is bad and you can't really hear the video that we're commenting on. And for some reason, we started recording when we were two-thirds of the way done with the episode. Mm -hmm. But I would recommend watching Murder in Small Town X. I also like the games that you come up with. Thank you. Yeah. I really like coming up with games. And also, like, uh, Featured Creature. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I do love, um, obviously one of my favorite moments is talking about the Jersey Devil, yes. who is my homeboy, because I like imagining him as just like, shimmy clapping, shimmy, cl- shimmy clomping around, just being like, children, why are you running, running from me? me? Listen I just, to my saxophone. Who let you in the woods alone? Children, where are your parents? Would you like to hear me play the saxophone? Right. And it's funny to me because, again, <laughs> I didn't know the Jersey Devil existed until I was an adult, so it's easier for me to laugh at. And then when we did our childhood horrors episode, finding out, no, people are legitimately scared, scared of, of the it. Jersey Devil. Like, Two Girls, One Ghost does an episode where, you know, one of the hosts is just like, I'm really afraid of the Jersey Devil. And I was like, but he means well. He just <laughs> looks scary. It's not his fault. We don't judge people based on their looks. Well, he's not really a people. He's not really a people. <laughs> He's a Jersey Devil. He's a Jersey Devil, but he's sweet. I did discover on Facebook, and I tagged you and our other yeah, roommate yeah, yeah, in it, yeah. um, they make these, like, shoe covers that look like horse heel, oh, yeah. ho- horse hooves, horse heels, what? <laughs> um, like Clydesdale feet, 
And I was like, if we get these, we can shimmy clop around the apartment. That'd be hilarious. And then we, you gotta Our do. Our downstairs neighbors would hate us. They would. <laughs> um, they probably already do because sometimes I do color guard in here and accidentally thwack my flag on the floor. <laughs> Yes, you heard it here first, folks. Yep, so if you listen to this downstairs, neighbors, that's what that noise is. It's not me repeatedly killing someone. Yes. But if it was, it could be. you wouldn't know. Exactly. Because I just flawlessly lied my way through it. Um, I also like that we're more, like, we've been talking to other podcasters. Yes. Stuff. My, I, I would like to actually have a 2018 podcast resolution, and that is to reach out to more podcasters mm-hmm. and start having some guest hosts on who are other podcasters. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Jack from the Appa Geeks for even like pointing us, pointing these out to us. He was like, yeah. you guys should be joining this group, this group, this yeah. group, and like, you know, put yourselves out there. And more. then from and there, we sort of found, like, I'd love to do a shout out to Lady Pod, Pod Squad. Squad. Yeah. is incredible. It's so supportive. Um, right. And you can ask questions. I've been meaning to ask them like, what channel should we be on? Because we're now on Google Play. Yeah. Uh, we're on, obviously, Podbean is our yeah. home. We are on iTunes. We're on Podbean. I think mm-hmm. we're on Podknife. And what was the other one? Uh, Podgenie. Podgenie, yeah. yeah. So we're we're spreading around, but I'm like, how do we should we get on Spotify? Is that a thing? Like, <laughs> do we go on We Heart Radio? I don't I don't yeah. really know how the internet works, so uh, it's hard because you're me a luddite because I'm a luddite who didn't get a smartphone until like 2015. Yeah. So thanks, Jack, for pointing those out to us <laughs> because yeah, we we are you know meeting people, talking to people, finding things that we're interested in with yeah. you know other people and yeah. trying to collaborate, which is great. Yeah, I'm really so excited. I'm really like excited. I said, my my 2018 podcast resolution other than to continue growing our listenership um you guys are the best you guys are so awesome um is to interact with other podcast hosts like mm-hmm. i'd love if if you listen to this and you aren't afraid to talk to us mm-hmm. go ahead and drop us a line in spoophour at gmail.com we'd love to have you on mm-hmm. um and just you know you can come with your own spooky topic or we have tentative episodes for next year which is in like a week um, we have tentative <laughs> episodes for next year already lined up so we could do that. Um, I would like to record our next episode, if possible, on New Year's Day. Because I think it would be funny to do one really hungover and tired. Yes. That's just me, A- Anything to avoid, because both of us have to go back to work on the second. Yes. 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 Which is when the episode would drop. Yep. 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 We should do that. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's been, do you have any podcast resolutions? Uh, just to keep doing them with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this don't, is don't let me fall off the horse. I won't. Because if I fall off the horse. I swear to God, I will duct tape you to this fucking I, horse. Okay, please. I will duct tape <laughs> you to big horse and we will ride I, this horse all the way into hell. I, I tend to fall off horses whenever I start new projects and Whereas stuff. Whereas Which I, is interesting because I've made it 16 episodes yeah. and I've fallen off the horse Yeah, yet. that's, that's <laughs> four months worth of episodes and right. then we drop them once a week. I, once I start doing something, it's very difficult for me to stop doing uh-huh. them. So, like, in a way, we're perfect podcast exactly. partners. Because um, I know that you'll keep me stuck on the horse. Yeah, you won't have a choice because <laughs> we'll do this until we die. Ah! Ride or die. We're going to ride, ride we're gonna ride or die that horse. That sounds um, like a threat. Oh, I thought you could tell from my inflection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I should have been clearer. Yes, I'm threatening you. <laughs> um, it, that reminds me of in the, I think it's the pilot episode of Bones where she blackmails him to get him to let her work on the FBI case. She's yeah. like, if you don't let me do this, I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. And he goes, um, is, is that, are you blackmailing me? And she goes, yes. And he goes, I don't like it. And she goes, I'm fairly certain you're not supposed to. <laughs> so that's kind of just that moment. I promise I won't kill you. Because I do enjoy this. Yes. This is fun. I like doing this. I like having something to research. I like mm-hmm. having this dedicated project. And I've learned a lot about the supernatural and general mm-hmm. spoopiness. Yeah. I wish I believed in ghosts. I still don't. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's our new theme song. I still do. 
Sorry, William Rankin. <laughs> I mean, you understand, though. That's that's pretty great. Um, yeah, I'm excited to get more ideas and just, mm-hmm. like, sort of trawl through the internet for, like, creepy things I haven't heard of yet. Yeah, or to, I'd... like, go in depth into things I haven't thought about. I'd like to do one where we do ghosts and other spooky things that have our name because i recently learned there's a ghost named hanako yeah there in is a Japan, ghost named hanako yep which is your middle name mm-hmm. and i would be curious to see if there are any ghosts named courtney because it's a very early 90s courtney. name courtney let's she die at the mall i died at the mall and now i'm just haunting the icy store because i love ices and i'm haunting claire's because i got my ear pierced there and then i died that's not true. Please don't sue me, Claire's. I did get my ears pierced. She, she got her ears pierced and then fell down the escalator because she was, and got stuck. Yeah, or no. <gasps> she got her, her ears pierced and then she went to Auntie Anne's because she was brave after getting her ears pierced and so she wanted to reward herself with a pretzel and then she sat on the like glass partition and then she fell off of it. Oh no, like in Clueless. Just like in Clueless, oh, except no. for real. She and it wasn't because some douches were like dipping her over. Yeah. Which like, I never got that as a scene in Clueless. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Right. Is that going to make her be like, oh, you saved me by putting me in jeopardy. Let's have sex. Like, what the hell? I don't, I don't get it. I don't. I really don't. Rest in peace. Oh, Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. <laughs> um, That's how we circled it back to the spoof. Spoopy! Um, there is, there are rumors that um, she was either murdered or that she is, there was some sort of supernatural something in her house. <laughs> because a year after she died, her husband died. Die, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I think there was speculation that it was caused, they had, like, black mold in their house and yeah. they didn't know. And so she had a pre-existing heart condition mm-hmm. and then he got pneumonia or something. Something like that. And maybe broken heart syndrome as well. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was, like, really depressed and his immune system yeah. got shot. Yeah. Which, like, generally... It is anatomically impossible to die of a broken heart, but it definitely, if you get, you know, depressed enough, it does suppress your immune mm-hmm. system. So if you have black mold in your house, you're going to be more prone to, you know, getting that black mold poisoning. Well, if black mold poisons me, I'm definitely coming back as a ghost. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, come back as a ghost so you can be like, see, I fucking told you we're real. And I'd be like, oh my God, let's go fuck up that psychic. Yeah, be like, right? listen, bitch. That you was, didn't see that was this coming. like a low light. Low light. <laughs> That's the other thing, though, is like now I'm like super aware of like news stories about fake psychics. And that's my favorite thing there right have now. Been, there have been a lot of them in the news recently. Like there was that one guy who um, was a fake psychic running a lottery scam. Yeah. And like, wouldn't you know the numbers if you're a psychic? Or, you would fucking think. Um, the, uh, the psychic who was almost hit by a car busting through a restaurant window, she didn't see it coming. <laughs> Like, you're a psychic. Bless. Speaking of things you don't see coming, I did want to talk about this a couple episodes ago, but we didn't. There's a woman named Amethyst Realm uh-huh. who broke up with her long-term fiancé because she started having an affair with a ghost that lives in her apartment. You didn't see that coming. Bet you didn't see that coming. Oh! Hey, that was a gross pun. You're <laughs> welcome. My mom listens to this podcast. Happy between holidays, yeah. y'all. And um, I'd like to leave you on to get leave on a spoopy note. I'd like to real quick just go into amethyst realm who claims that she has sex with ghosts oh god yeah oh god that's a, yeah oh god. i found this a, co- a couple weeks ago and oh, so right, yeah you sent me yeah this. she said her first encounter happened 12 years ago when she was living with her fiance he traveled a lot for work and she was home alone pretty often amethyst explained that she began to feel a presence around the house but was not frightened she decided she wanted to take things to the next level with the presence and the presence is probably like, girl, I just like, I just wanted to turn your lights on and off. This is... You have electricity. This is really cool. That's the only thing I want to turn on. 
Mm, hey This has been an episode of Gross Puns. So she put on a negligee, went into the spare bedroom, which it's nice that she went into the spare bedroom Not rather her than bedroom. in her almost marital bed. She turned the lights off and waited. Initially, she worried she had scared the ghost off by being, quote, a little too keen. Just as she began to fall asleep, the ghost decided it was time to have sex with her, which, like, ghost, that's fucked up. Don't wait until somebody's almost asleep, but also lends credence to the fact that she was, in fact, asleep when she had sex with this ghost, which, in fact, would make it a dream and not sex with a ghost. But, you know, whatever. So some people offered sleep paralysis as an explanation for what Amethyst described. However, she insists that it can happen at any time of day while she's walking around the house and minding her own business. Eventually, she was busted by her fiancé who arrived home a day early from a business trip. Quote, he came home from work a day early, and apparently he says he saw the shape of a man through the spare room window when he pulled up. She said this was unusual considering the fact that the ghost had never shown itself in any form to her. She said she was, quote, slightly annoyed about that, to be honest. However, she believes that the ghost had really been in love with her and wanted to end her relationship so they could be together. So she was just cheating on him. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, babe, it was a ghost. And she says that once you go ghost, you never go back. And she's she's sworn off having sex with men ever again because she has her ghost lover. This sounds like that joke from college. About things you never see coming? No, oh. about the thing that came in a box that we're not going to tell uh, on this we're podcast. Not tell. My mom listens to this podcast. Um, <laughs> but, and I'm sure but, other people's moms listen to this podcast. But that's, but that's what that whole story reminded me of. Yeah. But, like, again, we said it, I think, in our very first episode. We are not interested in fucking ghosts. No. We've said it before, and we'll say it again. Amethyst Realm, love yourself. Love yourself. You deserve better than this. Right? That and, is a pretty bomb-ass name, though. Right? Right. I mean, if somebody was going to have sex with a ghost, it would be yeah, a woman named Amethyst, Amethyst Realm. Realm. So, yeah, that's... If you want to have a better year, Amethyst Realm, might I suggest wearing white underwear on New Year's for peace and tranquility? And maybe listening to our podcast. And maybe listening to our <laughs> podcast and hearing us just, we care about you. We don't want to slut shame you because we don't believe in that. Like, you know, have safe consensual sex all you want, but also, like, love yourself. Love yourself. You could do better. You can. If he's waiting until you're almost asleep to have sex with you, he doesn't love you. No. That's fucked up. <laughs> and that's me giving advice to a person who probably doesn't want to hear my advice. Right. <laughs> we hope that you have a very happy week between holidays we do we hope that you get time off of work that you eat good things that you're warm and happy and that you wear the right color underwear for the kind of year you want right? to have. happy 2018 find us on twitter and instagram at spoop hour email us at spoop hour at gmail.com say hey send us stories high five us right send it's a friendly ghost that hangs out with you to me because i really want to believe but I just don't. Yeah. And just, you know, this podcast hasn't made me a believer yet. But there's always next year. And now for some special bonus content. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> what is fast? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> ghosts. Damn it. No, we can salvage it. Turn what, what do ghosts? say to each other on January 1st. I don't know. What do they say? Happy Boo Year! Hey, it's Boo Power. <laughs> do you want to redo this?